All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Adam's gone. He's done with this kind of stuff. I literally go like, okay, we're going live. And then Moose like, hey, my center. Like, what? what, what is this? Why do we do this? Uh, okay, so hey, we're <laughs> back. We've been, we haven't played this game in, I don't know, like eight weeks, something like that. Like almost two months, I think. It's been a while. It's been a it's while. Been I, a think, I think we missed three sessions and two weeks in between, six, six or eight sessions, something like that. So we are back, and uh, it's not like it's a, a long, complex campaign, investigative, uh, that you need to remember a lot of stuff for, at least. It's like a, it's a pretty sandboxy kind of, you know, dip in, dip out. So, uh, so it'll Super be totally light. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, as you can see, uh, no, Matt, Matt's going to be stepping back for a bit. We hope to get him back at some point, but scheduling has, uh, has become difficult. But the four of us will persevere. Uh, before we dive in, why don't we just, at least for our benefit, go back through who we're playing. So we all remember. Uh, so we'll start with Jeremy. Jeremy, do you remember who you're playing? Of course I do. I am Staff Sergeant Joseph Tidwell. Also a man of film, a stuntman. Overall, a nice guy. I'm just trying to do right. Granted, there's some people that killed police officers and escaped and have done terrible things. Besides that, everything's fine. That is true. Did you actually? I don't think you actually killed any police officers. Did you? No, but didn't like that group of cultists? Yes, like, the escape? group of cultists did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're not responsible for that. Nope. Ish. No. No. You're fine. You're. You were. You were a victim in all of that. To be honest, I was. You very in much fact, were. I saved my good friend Gregorin. Yes. <laughs> I still remember that scene. <laughs> Tackling him. I love. Well, I love them. <laughs> Chuck approaches him because he thinks they're just fans. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out to be, it turned out to be cultists. Oh God! Speaking of Chuck, Chuck, That's tell me. us about Gregory. I am Gregory Kozel. Um, haven't had a Russian accent since episode one, so don't worry about it. Um, I am a big game hunter, and I like to think that I'm the rich one, but. Killian is just as wealthy as I am. So uh, I shoot guns real like good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I shoot guns, but seeing as we're always in a city, I don't get the chance to shoot things. So um, yes, I just need to commit more crimes. That is true. I mean, like you can fire them anytime you want. Just yeah. You can do whatever you like. Crimes. I mean, it's 1923. It's not, you know, it's not. What are they going to do? Run yeah, forensics on it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no DNA evidence. You're fine. Right. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Pema Nandak. Melissa, tell us about Pema. Uh, yeah. So Pema is our scientist. Uh, she's originally from Tibet. Uh, she was kind of connected via kind of the wife in our introduction. Uh, she'd done some work at the at zoos. Um, that's kind of been a thing that she's, she's done zoology and, you know, whatnot. And she's done some travel with, uh, Mr. Kozel before. That is true. That is true. Okay. Uh, you worked at the London Zoo, right? Yes. Didn't you do like a bunch of research into some crazy thing that went down to the London Zoo at some point? Didn't you fall down a rabbit hole? I, think? I did fall down a rabbit hole yeah. of, and I'm trying to remember now if it was actually Paris and not Paris? London. Okay. That used to have a a a, uh, a zoo that would uh, probably shouldn't have been at the time, and certainly now would not be considered at all appropriate. Gotcha. And then finally, 
We've got uh, Mr. Killian Bangura. Adam, tell us about Killian. Yes, I'm Killian Bangura. Specialize in human studies, and uh, there's, an, there's an awful lot of similarities in human studies and zoology, as a matter of fact. But uh, whenever they need uh, someone to do a little bit of talking, sometimes uh, we can have our way. Other times, it doesn't work out so well, but uh, that's why they're here to back me up. Um, yes, and I am sometimes uh, fronting whenever Grigori isn't throwing his money everywhere. Yes, I uh, tend to forget that there's an end to my money supply, and it's uh, caused me trouble before. But I've never gone to bed without a drink. That is true. That is true. Teamwork, dreamwork. Yes. You see, you see, the good news for this this time off that we've had is that before that time off, I had dug into like the credit rating money rules and how that works. Completely forgot all of it in the last eight weeks. So, Corey's <laughs> Mr. Moneybags again forever. I, nice. I'm not relearning those again. We can buy uh, whatever we want. I buy us a blimp. Wow, that would like, yeah, let's do that. That'll that'll just jump right over. <laughs> train? What? Travel by what train? What is this train thing? <laughs> it's like it's like no one no one take the piloting skill. Just don't don't do that. It's a waste of time. There are no planes. Uh, okay, so uh, quick summary to kind of get us back into this. You all are in Paris. Has already been well in France specifically. Has, has been has been referenced. You are uh, on a. Uh, uh, a, a mission across the continent of Europe, uh, collecting uh, the pieces of the set of car simulacrum, an ancient artifact that is said to be evil, that a that possibly an evil Turkish cult uh, might be trying to uh, to acquire. And your dear friend, Professor Julius Smith, was uh, was nearly assassinated by that uh, that cult, and he kind of gave you all this mission uh, after suffering terrible burns. And so you've been you've been. Racing is probably not the word I would use, but you've been moving at a steady pace uh, across, uh, you know, from from London to Paris. Uh, you found your way out into the suburbs of Paris to, uh, and, and you you discovered for the first time one of one of these uh, these these pieces. So you met the Lorians uh, at Chez Lorien, which was a the a home in uh, a Paris suburb. You. After having some kind of conversation with him, you were under the impression that a old German count by the name of Comte de Fenelik, his uh, his manor house was was built on their plot of land, and there was a hidden cellar somewhere. And so you you, know, you met with the family, and you eventually agreed uh, to search uh, to search the, the that their their plot of land. And if see if you remember the summary, you spent an afternoon with them, then you agreed to return in the morning. With the exception of Joseph, who decided he was going to stay there the whole night as a freaking gargoyle in the middle middle of winter because there was something weird going on with Kitri, their daughter. There was a monster. Like, exactly. That there was, there was a monster. That's what she said. That's what she said. This is all also after Killian got attacked by a monster in the hotel. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so you 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 came you came by the next day. You searched around for a bit, and you did in fact find this hidden cellar. You moved through it. It was really creeping. It was a dark. It was a terrible place. There was torture chambers, long decayed corpses, shadows and roots that were moving inexplicably. Gregory was hearing voices at one point, and as you kept digging around, you found this 
this this arm of a statue that was actually glowing and it was tucked within this tangle of roses and you hacked away at it joseph retrieved it the glow faded and then this mist that was in the room started to spin and spin and spin and then just kind of disappeared as it vacated uh, out of that room you went out with the the first piece of the set of, set of cards simulacrum in your hands you briefed the lorians on what went down they were horrified but they also agreed that they were going to take care of all the details of notifying proper officials about there being a bunch of dead bodies on their on their land so you'd all decided to head back to paris at that point uh because you you got what you came for you went back to your your hotel and that's where there was some news that was awaiting you uh, the man has been has been alluded to who assaulted Joseph and Grigori in uh, in a Santois flea market uh, had broken free of a police transport, left their jailers dead. A pack of waves. I'm not sure if you remember this, Joseph, had broken into your hotel room, much to like this anger and embarrassment of the, the hotel manager and a poorly wrapped package had been left for Pema. So hopefully that is familiar to everybody. So we're going to pick up right there. Uh, so you guys are in the lobby of the Balmoral Hotel. Hotel manager is right next to you. He has just finished briefing you, Joseph, a bit on what had what has happened to your to your room. Pema, you've been given this sort of nasty looking. Uh, it's it's got like old grime. It's not necessarily old, but grimy newspapers wrapped around a small box, uh, not very large at all. Uh, and that is where we are at. Anybody. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Hercules. So that's when he said, those aren't two pillows. I mean, I, it's a planes, trains, and automobiles reference. But I, mm -hmm. never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, I just right. thought I'd come in with the punchline and just got it. everyone else. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So um, Pema will kind of look at this package. Okay. Um, and so she'll kind of step to the side a little bit while kind of the other folks are kind of having this conversation with the manager. Okay. Uh, so you take a look at it on the outside. Like I said, there's a bunch of newspapers. It's got your name on it. It's got the Balmoral Hotel. Don't really recognize like the handwriting. At the newspapers and see like, are these local newspapers? Is the language like, what, what Definitely is the language? Appears French. It's French. Yeah, they're French. So okay. do you want to unwrap it so you can see them better? Or do you just want to look at how it's wrapped? I... Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like a completely different language or, or whatever. And so then I'll, I'll unwrap it and look at them closer. Yeah. So uh, do you have any skill in French? I think you do, right? I do. 41. Okay. Yeah. So you're able to read it. No problem. Uh, you can see that they are actually recent newspapers. Uh, one of them seems to actually have the news story about the flea market incident. Describes Reginald Abernathy, Joseph Tidwell, men taken into custody for disturbing the peace who somehow got away. Uh, so that's that's essentially the the newspaper. It's like yesterday's newspaper, essentially. Um, and you can see as you unwrap it, the the box is, it's like an old cigar box, and but the branding has been worn off. I would like to open said cigar box. You open up the box and you can see right in the middle, uh, there is this... Uh, discolored chunk of skin and it looks very much like that chunk of skin that you and reginald found when you were doing your research in the british museum uh you can see that a message has been carved into it you would be able to i think recognize turkish as the language 
which I don't think Pema speaks uh, reads, but we'll say Reginald is near you uh, and can can see it, and uh, and he can translate it if you like. Uh, you can also go ahead and roll a sand test, Pema. Uh, yeah, she would definitely. So kind of seeing it, she's not going to, well, we'll see if I roll my sand, but noises will be made. She will okay. uh, not be silent. Uh, sand, there's my sand. Uh, that is a 12 under 55. Okay, you're good. It's not as bad for you uh, in, or in Reginald because both of you saw, I've seen something like this before. So it's 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 a little bit easier for you to stomach. Uh, but you definitely recognize it. You make a little, probably a little bit of a gasp. Not nece- You don't necessarily drop it, for freak sure. out, but you yeah. probably make a little bit of gas to which I would say everybody else, do you, you'd probably hear it. You'd probably see her respond. <laughs> oh, is it fingers? I, pardon me? Oh, I saw a box and a gasp. Usually when I gasp after opening a small box, it's fingers. It's, well, it's, it's skin. He means lady fingers, as in the confections. They're terrible for him. It ruins his diet. It does. I'm watching the carbs. Gotta stay fit, I guess. <laughs> All those French croissants we've been eating. Those yes. don't count as carbs. <laughs> Ruin. They, it, it's, the French method removes all the carbohydrates. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, whatever method this is has removed the body from the skin. And there is Turkish in it. And uh, told what it says. We've seen so, this before. When the rest of you see it, this is the first time all of you have seen this discolored, gnarly piece of human skin uh, that has been cut off of a body of some kind and there has been a message you you the rest of you can go ahead and roll Sam at seeing this in the middle of the Balmoral Hotel a very beautiful and ornate luxurious hotel around which there are many people uh, but you've so far managed to kind of keep a, a fairly tight lid on this would uh, the hardened edge be enough to keep me from having to roll sand on mm-hmm. that? Yeah, you have that. You've seen things before. You've seen bodies. Yeah, I think that's all right. Yeah, you can take that for this. Uh, I failed by five. Okay. Uh, you're going to take... Uh, so you're going to lose some sanity here. Just one point of sanity. Oh. Uh, Killian, how'd you do? I failed by 13. Oh, dear. Uh, you're going to take two points of sanity loss as in the middle of this hotel, in the middle of this lobby, while people are moving about, while the manager is literally hovering just a couple steps away from you, you are staring at a, a chunk of human skin. Reginald will be able to translate it for you and he will translate it as the skinless one sees all. Joseph, We've seen this message before. Joseph, you're the only one here not that didn't fail. Uh, Pema, you passed, but you've got in front of you. Joseph, go ahead and roll a spot hidden test. Ooh, spot hidden. Okay. Got that. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, all right, so you're going to bring your luck. Okay. While you're in here, while you're looking at this, you kind of like the, this this notion of like the skinless one sees all. Like as Reginald, you know, speaks that out loud in a, in a, in a decent whisper, 
this idea of being watched, seeing these newspapers that have that, that was used to wrap up the box. You see your names listed there, descriptions. You notice that you're being watched. And across the lobby behind what appears to be a, kind of this indoor um, sculpture, you can see that there is a man of decently advanced age that is trying very hard uh, to make it seem as though he's not watching you all. Hmm. Well, I believe I'm going to take a moment to go speak with the manager of the hotel about the people that broke into my room. I'll be right back. Very well. So, so. I'll meander in that direction. Okay. So you're going to go over and talk to the, the hotel guy? The hotel manager? I'm using it as an excuse to walk past whoever this person is watching us. Okay. Uh, are you trying to approach... Uh, in a way that would be stealthy, or are you just trying to yeah. just nonchalantly? Kind of like make it not be obvious that he knows that I know. You could roll stealth. That's fine. Yeah. Sweet. Wow. <laughs> no, I can't. 99. I, so, I just make direct eye contact. <laughs> you accidentally <laughs> lock eyes, but then you try to quickly adjust and turn, but then you bump into the statue behind which he's hiding. It Fumbles a bit. You catch it. He catches it. And the two of you go seesawing back and forth, holding it. And now that you are both staring at each other in the face, you're both holding this statue. I'm going to go ahead and bring Steven in, who can give us a more specific description of the other man on the other side of this statue. So you see a uh, elderly man, uh, late 50s, early 60s, uh, pure white hair with a goatee and a very pointed mustache. And he is dressed uh, not very fashionable, but they're not poor clothes either. A uh, nice suit and red tie. And he definitely seems to be a bit weaker. Uh, he, he has a cane, so when he's trying to like hold the statue, he kind of fumbles the cane onto the ground, and it's got that metal handle that just echoes through the hotel. Oh, well, I suppose my ruse is up. Not at all. No, yeah, wonderful placement. Uh, excellent observational skills on your part. You didn't send the skin, did you? No, but I am here to have words with you. I'm glad to hear that. That's very flattering. I do need to share with you the last people that said that created a very awkward situation. Oh, is this not awkward? And I bend Good over point. to pick up my cane. I go to help you with the cane, and I nearly drop the statue. And then I drop the cane again and grab the statue. Are you a Mr. Tidwell, I believe? I believe that you know I am. So you would know a man named Mr. Beddoes? Yes. As Jeremy's like, do you remember him? Two months. Yeah. He's a manservant for, yeah. for Professor Smith. Yeah, yeah, he was the guy that I served with. Yeah, you served with, exactly. Yeah. I know that you were seen in his company, in Professor Smith's company, towards their end, fairly recently, before the townhome was burned. You are a well-informed gentleman. You know my name. Can I know yours? 
Edgar Page. Strong name. I like it. Would you I'm going to mind... go get a drink. Do you want to join? Yes. I was just going to ask. Okay. Excellent. So, Also, as... those people over there currently are freaking out because terrible things. And so let's cut back over to those people. What are you three doing? Like you, you're huddling around this, this cigar box. Like what's what's happening? You see, you, you see Joseph just nearly knock over this statue on the other side of the lobby and kind of create a bit. The hotel manager goes running over in the direction now, seeing as that that statue nearly fell and it's probably worth a price, a fair price. What are the three of you doing? Well, do you, do I think this is one of the skins from the people who were de-skinned. I would hope so. If not, they're out there skinning more people. And it's Turkish, and there were the people that were following me that I think were Turkish, so they're definitely... Mm. They sent it directly to me. So this isn't just trying to follow me in the street. This is making sure that I know that, that they, they know. know. Yes. yes. As, this is, but do they know that you know that they know? I, I would imagine as soon as I open the package, they will know that I know that they know. Mm. This is... Uh, Wait, do I know? You do now. There were <laughs> oh, what a day. Turkish gentlemen that were at the library and that I believe were following me. And now they're well, sending us this in Turkish. As, as uh, someone who's done plenty of hunting and skinning, I will try to deduce the age of this bit of giblet here with my skills. Uh, you want to try to determine the age of the person? No, how long it's long been separated. Oh, oh okay. Uh, no, that, that makes more sense. Um, yes. I'll take a medicine maybe? Or um, why? what did you want to use? What were you thinking? Of well, I, I don't know. I was just <laughs> making words really uh, I could certainly roll the medicine. I'm quite skilled at that with the one percent. Um, uh, do you have anything natural else world? that might work? Uh, how about give me give me that zoology test? Yeah, I'll give you a zoology. 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 Yeah. On a scale of one to zoo, I lucked that by three. Uh, so you, how long it's been like this? Um, Maybe this. a week and a half, two weeks, something like that in those range. It's hard to be sure just right. staring at it, but it's not that old and it's not that recent. So maybe a week or two, three at the most. So uh, using my powers of recollection, how long ago was it that those five men were skinned in? The three men uh, were. Yes. So there were there were there were a couple things, lots of skinning. Uh, happened in London. Uh, there was uh, the three men who the the Mehmet Makriats who were found in each of the you know the same night. The three men that were killed. That would be roughly a week ago, give or take a day or two. And then uh, the one, and that's around the same time that Pema and the, Reginald discovered the other body inside the library. So uh, this is of the age. It certainly could be from that original batch. What do we think would be the benefit of them sending this to us? Are they, is this oh, an it, invitation for collaboration or is this intended as a threat? I believe it would be a threat. Well, they know we're on to them. So they're trying to scare us off. 
by sending us bits of skin. Well, this is a foolish endeavor. We will not be deterred from our task. I mean, as long as it doesn't continue, we should be fine. But if we start collecting flesh squares, eventually someone will catch on. And And Pema sort of looks around and just says, who's Mr. Tedwell talking to now? Uh, Pema, roll... Um, actually, no, you don't have to roll anything. Y- you see at this point as, as Tidwell and this other man are talking, uh, you see a familiar face actually that he's talking to. Um, I'm not sure how well you might know him, but you, de- you certainly recognize the face. Older man, um, definitely recognize him from the, either from the, the British Museum or as an, as a research associate of Professor Smith. Like you've seen him, seen the two of them together uh, at, at times in the past. I do believe I knew that gentleman. Oh God. Tidwell, Tidwell, who, who are you speaking to over there? Kind of waving him over. Wait, 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 wait. Well, they sent you this box and now they're here. Was he at the, was he at the library earlier? I believe I would have recognized him at the library, but well, do you this is a any... coincidence, though. Hey, it's see... not uh, something like this. Can be no mere coinkydink. I'll pull my rifle and shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. Uh, I had a good time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's so slow and distracted. You got him. Uh, Headshot, boom. <laughs> uh, Cillian, I do, I do take, I do take note of these two events happening at the same time. Uh, but I, I do believe that this is a friendly face. Ah, well, good. We could use some more friendly faces. Uh, speaking of faces, are there any others here that may have been at the library? So, start looking around like I would, like I would recognize somebody, but I wasn't at the library. You can roll a spot hidden if you would like, Killing. No, no, I mean like midway through and I'm like, oh, hmm. yeah, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We will say then that, Joseph, you, do you bring Mr. Page over to the rest of the crew? If you're comfortable, I, it it appears like maybe, do you, do you know Pema? Yes, Miss Nambeck, I've met her on a few occasions. It has been some time. Excellent. That speaks well of your character. I'm going to assume you're not a terrible man that's going to do horrible things to us. Or if you are, I'll be from ready. From what I've heard of your reputation, I think I have more to fear from you. Hardly. I'm a teddy bear. Certainly. And I will uh, start heading over towards uh, Pema, uh, very much relying on my cane to walk. Uh, mister, I am so sorry. You're, I recognize the face, but your name escapes me at the moment. Edgar Page. It has been some time. That's, it is nice to see you, Miss Namdeck. That's right. It is good to, good to see you. I wish I, we didn't see you uh, a few weeks back. No, regrettably, I was not able to 
make it to Professor Smith's lecture. Understood. We've been on quite the journey since then. Uh, have Did Mr. Tidwell fill you in on what was just delivered to us? Something terrible, he said. I have to ask the question. You arrive at the same time we receive this package. I assume this did not come from you? Certainly not. I have been waiting here. I've been tracking you all for weeks at this point, and I have been waiting in this lobby for a day or two, hoping to find you. <clears throat> Hello. Name's Killian. Pleasure. I extend my hand. I'll shake. And I'm afraid I don't know your name. And I look uh, at Grigori. Grigori Kozel, have you had a drink yet? No, Mr. Tidwell and I were just Sir, about to. We'll take eight. So the hotel manager comes up to you. Um, begging your pardon, uh, Mr. Kozel, but this is the hotel lobby. There is no waiter here. If you would like to uh, retreat to one of the lounge, that is perfectly acceptable. My apologies. I was so excited about visiting your bar that I forgot where I was. <laughs> it is a very uh, exquisite bar, yes, yes, with uh, many selections. Uh, but it is right this way. Uh, Mr. Tidwell, did you want to uh, do a walkthrough of your room to ensure no possessions were taken? That seems like an appropriate thing to do. Thank you so much for your hospitality. I've been incredibly joyous with my stay here. Uh, thank you. Uh, it is very kind and very, uh, very nice of you to say, considering this uh, situation. Uh, I can assure you that it will never happen again. And if any more orphans or waifs uh, dare to show their face within the lobby, we shall deal with them uh, quite readily and quickly. I believe you, but I assure you, I've been through the war. Your place is far nicer than nearly any place I've seen in the world. I love it. Yeah, messy. And then he like just sort of extends his arm in the direction of where you all need to go if you were looking to to get some some drinks. Right. If, and if he's trying to lead me off in a way, I'll I'll head with him. Well, I mean, he's he's willing and, and looking. You know, if if you wanted to go through your room to see if like anything was missing, that he can then you know credit you for that kind of thing. But if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. I'll I'll take your word on it. I'm sure everything's fine. I'll look through later. I we're, we're meeting a new friend, an old friend for some, a new friend for me. Of, um, of course, of course. Uh, I shall be in the lobby if you need me, and uh, I will. Uh, I would instruct the uh, the the bartender to uh, a round of uh, round of champagne on uh, on the house, uh, considering the inconvenience and the celebration of your new old friend. Mm, ah. Yes. Your kindness, it warms my heart. I can't believe I haven't spent more time in your lovely country. I love As it. As you know, uh, French, the French are known for their hospitality. Uh, we are very kind people. Yes. Absolutely. I'll hear nothing else. Indeed. And you all wander off. Very nice bar. You find a little, little corner table to yourselves. You're brought a, a beautiful, expensive, to the tastes of, of Kozel. I would say you would probably be impressed with what they bring you because you probably don't know how to read exactly what's on that, that label. Uh, but, uh, it is uh, nonetheless very delicious and all of you can sit down and handle this however you like. 
Eldrin. Well, I suppose I should explain myself. I had yes, wished to talk to Tidwell separately, but I suppose with all of us here... Well, as I said, I'm a colleague of Professor Smith. I was not able to attend his Challenger lecture. It has become a great regret of mine, as I have not seen him since. He was a good friend of mine. And, well, I'm aware that you all have spent some time with him. At, at the lecture, I heard that you dined with him separately. And I've heard Indeed. that you've engaged in some questionable activities, according to a handful of witnesses. I so know. I must ask you directly, did you have any hand in his disappearance? Of course not. I'm fairly certain I did not. And I look right at Mr. Tidwell. No. We're quite happy to know that they are alive. In difficult shape, but alive. They're Take alive? You've that. seen them? Oh, you yes. said he's missing. Yes, he's been missing since his townhome burned. Because That was intentional. Yes. I, I say, maybe we should keep all the details back. Which details are you referring to? Oh, details that the we ones know that, that you were don't. not meant to be spoken aloud. Are you Just saying you that... wish to go to somewhere more private? Well, I mean, I... I think you know what you need to. I have worked with Mr. Smith for... Going on four decades now. Very well. I would very much like to hear about his safety, if you know He's any safe. information. And Mr. He, Meadows? Also safe. Largely the reason that he's alive. Meadows is a hero through and through. He's a good man. Yes, and he's, just think, think about if you were in our position. Wouldn't you do the same? If I just met you, claiming to know someone... I suppose so. Uh, yeah, just, perhaps just I can tell you a bit more to extend a branch of trust. Mm. That would be, be good. The papers, the rumors, they all tried to blame Mr. Beddoes for Professor Smith's home burning and disappearance, and I knew that couldn't be right. Beddoes is a good man. He served with honor in the war, just as my son did. And I... I knew it would not be possible. I have since begun my own investigation of sorts into the disappearance, as I know that Professor Smith has some eccentricities that have haunted him in the past. And I wish to ensure that that was not the case. I hoped beyond hope that that was not the case. I'm very relieved to hear that he is alive. That is why I know a bit more about Mr. Tidwell and Mr. Kozel. I now know your name before I just knew you as the Russian hunter. It's uh, me. Yes. I know that your activities have been of questionable legality at times. In relation to what? I've 
spoken to several witnesses about the breaking and entering of an antique shop. Would you know anything about that? Oh, yes, we did it. <laughs> As I've said. But we had a good reason. Which was? Are you investigating the disappearance of uh, that one guy who killed his son? What was his name again? Oh, the one with the face, Randolph, Alexi, we or something like that. We were looking for the model. We were looking for the model train. Yes. We were model train. This I have not heard it. anything of. Well, uh, you heard of the fire and a, a small bed and breakfast. Fire, yes. yes. Well, a man disappeared. We went looking for him. And what does a model train have to do with these circumstances? Well, uh, we were just messing around, messing about with it uh, before the fire started. And this is the fire that ruined Professor Smith's townhome. Yes, it turns out that the train that the train was the fire starter, the twisted fire starter. I knew it was coming. Saw so it coming towards us. I, it's it's. The work that we generally do tends to be grounded in hard sciences, things that we know we can study, things that we study that we can see. I'm a yes. man of this, logic myself. However, the, not everything this, can be defined by logic, or at least the logic that we know of. And, and I'm glad. Uh, these are things that my eyes have been open to for quite some time, and we will need you to have some... Uh, acceptance of things that we are telling you not to tell a tall tale, but because they are truths that we have uncovered. You can tell me these truths and well, let's just say I've had some tall tales of my own. I would say we kind of bring Mr. Page up to speed. Okay, on... good. Now, I was getting very confused with all the cloak and dagger and I'm horrible at things of the clandestine nature myself. That's why I keep moving forward, so I don't have to answer many questions under normal circumstances. Yes, magic, magic trains, duplicate people, missing flesh. The Unless duplicate people. Mehmet Macriot. Yes. Yes. Have you heard the significance of, of that name, Macriot? Do you not oh. believe we have located that information? I was asking if you have or not. Is this a leading You're question? Not. If you know the information, just share it. Very well, very well. Macriat is... I do not know the name Mehmet Macriat, but I've heard the name Selim Macriat. And it was only one time that I've heard this name, but it stuck with me. It's a memory that has haunted me. It's one of the few times that I've seen Professor Smith truly worried and fearful. As Sela Macriat was a leader of a group of religious fanatics. They call themselves the Brothers of the Skin. And they, I, I will say they are the worry. I believe they might be the suspects behind his disappearance. I well, mean, that seems very much in line with the events that have unfolded. Yes. I mean, they keep sending 
of him here, bits of skin with strange text messages on them. Emma will hand the box over. Oh, dear. <laughs> so now you get to roll for sand, too. Sharing <laughs> is caring. It's true. Sharing is caring. Edgar Page, make your first uh, sanity roll, please. 13. Uh, and I needed a 60. Okay. You're, you're, uh, you're going to take one point of sand still, actually, because I think this is the first time you have engaged in any of the nastiness of this campaign. So one point of sanity loss as the it is no longer just mere rumor. It is you have evidence in front of you of of some sort of connection. Do you have, what languages does Edgar speak, by the way? Does he have any languages? Uh, English and German. OK. All right. Uh, you're a learned man, researcher. You've you are good friend of professor smith you probably don't speak turkish but i would imagine you're capable especially considering your past travels of of identifying this language is what it what it is yeah you probably can't translate it though um but i will if you wanted to just if you wanted to rip a roll here uh you could do uh you could do a language roll um and you might be able to just from memory be able to piece together some of the phrasing Uh, what would I be rolling against here? Uh, just roll, roll, roll your roll language. You can roll German. Just roll German. That's fine because it's probably about the same. Okay. It would be the same percentages. Um, I needed a fifty. I got a fifty-six. So I will spend some luck to make up the difference. Okay, you recognize the phrase. You recognize a phrase from here. You've seen it before. Uh, while it wasn't necessarily foremost in your focus in the past, you recognize the phrase "the skinless one." This does seem to confirm my my worst fears. Uh, recently in the British Museum, there was another rumor of a message similar to this carved into skin. So it appears that they are actively targeting someone. They worship a being called the Skinless One. I do not know many details. I've never encountered them myself. I only know what Professor Smith has told me. And I know that he had great fear of them. That's fair. I mean, that's why we're doing what we have to do to stop them. Professor Smith is very dear to me. If you are working to stop them, I would be very obliged if you let me join and help. I may not be as young as I used to, but I've seen some action in my day, and I might know a thing or two. And honestly, what languages do you speak? English and German. Good enough. A level head will be one of the best things we could possibly have with us. And while he was still alive, his health was not the best. We are possibly working on his last request. Last request? Yeah, I hope possible. not. Hey, question. What do you know about the sedimentary simulacrum? Sedimentary? <laughs> <laughs> I saw the word over there. I looked it up before I tried to say it. And I Super said, no, thank strong. you. It sounds Super like strong you're... champagne. That goes with my neck back. <laughs> <laughs> sedimentary simulacrum. Like someone S has cloned rocks? <laughs> Sedifcar. That's it. 
I'm sorry, I do not know anything about this. Then perhaps we can uh, enlighten you. Yes. And we'll describe the history and what we've recently discovered. We, th- we actually think we might have found the Speaking first... Speaking of which, where is the arm, Joseph? I don't think you've been up to your room yet, so do you still have <laughs> your stuff on you? <laughs> Hiding it in under under a coat? Probably. That might be part of why he's so awkwardly <laughs> bumped into the thing. Tapping him with his shit. He's just giving random people high fives with it. Okay. It's the worst. Okay. You know, that is a good point. Perhaps I should... But then again, my room was broken into by weight, so maybe I should keep it on me. In fact, it's very confusing to choose the best thing to do. Anything that you are still uh, hugging to your body is still in your possession. Excellent point. I have this horrible haunted arm hugging against my body. That's wonderful. What was this last request of Professor Smith? Well, I'll give you the dumbed-down version, which is what I can understand. There's some creepy statue, broken up into many pieces. These people think it's holy, and it's great. We all think it's terrible. We need to gather up, take them to the place that they're from, and then somehow, when we're there, there'll be a way to destroy them. Smarter people will be necessary for that. But the hunt and gather, I'm here for. I am a well-trained historian, archaeologist, anthropologist. If there's any skill I can offer. Holy crap, we need you. We, the more, the, I was going to say the more the merrier, but there has been little about our travels so far that have been merry, though we take our moments when we have them, and she sort of looks over at Mr. Coastal and <laughs> champagne. Yeah, You're going to make the small things count. That was one of them. <laughs> well, I dare say I believe we've wasted enough time on drink. What was the next step in your investigation? Uh, I'm not sure about you joining our group anymore. <laughs> we we had actually quite the interesting last couple of nights uh, while yes. we were out of town, and I dare say that we might be a, a, might avoidant of rushing to our rooms and slumber. I, I guess my question will be: I mean, we've we've got the piece. Is there any reason for us to linger? If I was able to track you to this hotel, I'm certain that other people would be able to as well. So, Gregory, you would know, because I think you booked the tickets. I did. That that there is, in fact, a... uh, The the Express is leaving out... Leaving tonight, midnight. uh, It's pulling out of uh, Guerre de Leon. That's uh, whatever. uh, Station. Perfect. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you don't know you don't know the letters that I look at, so no one knows that I pronounced it incorrectly. <laughs> so shut up. Uh, but you know that uh, around midnight there is a there is a train leaving. Ooh, around what time of day is it currently? Uh, not midnight. Uh, no, it is. Uh, but, you guys just you guys uh, left. It was I, early, I wasn't I, it? Honest, I think you left early the next day, if I recall. So you would have gotten back to Paris. It's it's like middle of the afternoon, I would say. I say we all go up together, gather our belongings, go hop in a cab, and just cruise around the city for the next six to 12 hours. Uh, maybe stop for more croissants. 
and then hop on the train. They will have a harder time finding us if we stay mobile. Mr. Tidwell, should we all uh, help you take stock of what those hooligans took from your residence? That seems like a reasonable idea. Also, I think I would like to get a change of clothes. I was very cold and tired. Did we know that you spent the night on the roof of that house? No. I think so. I mean, you knew you, he didn't yeah. go. He didn't you come back didn't with come you. Back. Yeah, so he mm. probably like has like literal frost flecks on. His. <laughs> I think you warmed up since then. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just a ridiculous man. Yes, you perhaps might want to draw a warm bath before we uh, go on the rest of our journeys. Agree. Right. So, Everyone up to Tidwell's room. Okay, so yeah, if you retire out of uh, out of this uh, the lounge and you head upstairs. Uh, you, you all had a series. I think you had an adjoining suite, uh, or something, something similar to that, or, or neighboring rooms. Uh, but if you head into Tidwell's room, um, Tidwell, you can go ahead and roll. Um, you can roll spot hidden if you want. See if anything, I, if anything, non-obvious. Sure, I'll always take there a chance is, to roll. Yeah. Success. Okay. Um, So when you all go in, and so I'm going to roll this over for a different moment. When you all go in, you look around, everything seems to be in a decent state. It definitely appears as though the hotel staff have have taken steps to to clean or to, uh, to put things back into some sort of orderly station. But there was one very obvious feature in the room that was not there before, though they might not have realized this. Uh, and it looks like whoever made your bed has propped up on the bed uh, right where, like right between, like right leaning up against your the, the pillows, a small puppet. And, and as you look at it, you can see that it is dressed very similarly to how you were dressed when you left the the Saint Juan flea market. Uh, the puppet's face is is painted in a, in a, a mime style. Uh, <laughs> you can definitely see that. And as you're watching it, watching it, you notice there's something very odd about the eyes, which are extremely glassy. And as you lean a little closer, Joseph, like kind of tap on it or something really quick, you see the eyes kind of move around, and you realize that. They are encased in some kind of glass or crystal, and there's some kind of brine uh, that they're floating in. And they look remarkably realistic. Oh, well, hello there. How do you do? Let's just move you over into the corner here. <laughs> and I'll just turn it towards looking in the corner. <laughs> you move Mr. it into the Tidwell. corner. Okay. What, uh, what, uh, what 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 was that? Oh, nothing is to that, see here. A, Just a grown man per- playing with dollies. Is that a purchase of yours? No, it is not. I need to take a moment to gather my head and think what this means. Oh, the doll do mean? has eyes that are looking at me, I think, and I want them to look at the corner instead. Well, this this is not how you do science. You don't turn it away and, and, and ignore it. Let me see I, that. I don't want it to look at what we're doing. I don't want it to see any of you if it doesn't already know you. 
Of course, I'm talking about whether or not Adal knows you, and I know that's ridiculous, but I just want the doll to look at the corner. I, I was received a piece of skin with my name on it. I think they know who I am. Good point. So you don't suppose the doll could hear they us, might too? not know our new friend. So Pema will pick the doll up, but, like, turn herself away from Mr. Page. I'm, there's just one simple experiment that I would like to do upon the doll. I pull out a knife and I gently poke it on, like, the knee. Ah, oh, okay. my knee! Uh, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Yeah, you put it on the I knee. <laughs> I mean, it, nothing seems to happen. It's wooden, so you kind of scrape the knee a little bit. Well, did Mr. Kozel look at Mr. Tidwell when he did that? Like, absolutely not. I was terrified <laughs> looking in the other direction. <laughs> uh, Mr. Tidwell, if you don't mind, I would like to examine this further. It is my gift to you. It is a terrible gift, and I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not sure um, what I would roll, but I want to just look at for any um, maker's mark or something along those lines. Mm, you don't see anything that suggests a crafter's mark, which is in itself somewhat curious. Uh, mostly, it just looks like a like a, a well crafted wooden puppet, well painted, uh, dressed a bit actually. Uh, the only thing about it that looks out of the ordinary are the eyes. Check its pockets. Maybe there's a note, like to Joseph from your fans. I will poke in its Whoa. pockets. There's nothing in there, no. Uh, Mr. Tidwell, do you mind if I uh, have Mr. Kozel poke that knife into one of these eyes? You are a thousand times smarter than I am. You do whatever you feel is appropriate. And she'll sort of hand the doll kind yes, of facing yes. Mr. Kozel. A few things before I start that. They're the kind of eyes that like float, so they're always like looking in a certain direction no matter how you turn it. Is that correct or no? Yeah, they look to be encased in some kind of glass or crystal sphere. There's brine that seems to shift and slosh them around. Yes. Yeah. I hold the doll directly above me, so I'll be looking at the back of whatever this thing's eyeballs are. Okay. Is it right. meaty, chunky, gross? Oh, it's meaty, chunky, gross. Yeah, yeah. It That's what looks I thought. It looks like a real eyeball encased within a glass crystal with I'm some definitely sort of brine. not poking that any harder. Those are real eyeballs. The question is, who... <laughs> Whose eyeballs are these? <laughs> By the way, everyone <laughs> could go ahead and roll sand for that. Anyone in the room? Yeah, I was waiting for that. For that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. 34 under 55. Oh, I failed. Okay. By a number. 19 under 59. All right. Good. I didn't know if Harden would apply to that. So I went and rolled because it's weird. Uh, no, this one's just, yeah, it's just no, creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then it looks like two people failed. I think it's Killian yes. and Grigori. Yeah. So yes. failed by five. All right. Both of you take two points of sanity loss. As this is very unsettling. On top of, for the first time, the two of you seeing like the, the torn skin below, and now you see these eyes. Like People are just sending you body parts. Pretty me. soon we'll be able to make our own person. You should go into uh, you should go into your room, Grigori. There's just a bunch of toes just thrown all over the place. I run to my room. <laughs> Snacks. 
Well, no one go by themselves. I agree with that statement. Uh, you want me to go with you? I honestly think that if we're going to be investigating rooms, we should all go together. Very well. Because uh, one of us going alone is dangerous. Two of us going alone is a little less dangerous. But five of us is hopefully less dangerous, if, if that's how math works. I think so. So, Mr. Tidwell, whose eyeballs are these? I'm terribly sorry to, to tell you uh, that is not my specialty. I um, I am very negligent on my studies of uh, creepy doll eyeballs. Well, I've what? looked into looked into quite a few eyes during my uh, previous profession. I'll take a look and see if I recognize anything. I'll look in them to yeah. All right, this is going to be a. Extreme difficulty spot hidden. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Um, I mean, if you actually know, what's your, like, if you've got, um, psychology doesn't seem quite right. It looks more of a, yeah, I mean, it's going to be extreme. Yeah. Extreme, extreme spot hidden, I guess. Or if you wanted to use your, your charm, I guess, maybe. Yeah. I, okay. I let you roll that. A charm is much better. <laughs> That's the thing. That's that's the thing he does. So extreme. Yeah. Oh man, it's night. It's the nineties. Uh, it's so it says seventy nine and fifty seven with two failures. I think. Yeah. So. so that is a fail. So an extreme would be your your score. Uh, so if you recall, a hard success is fifty is like half. Uh, it's like your your target divided by you know divided in half, and then an extreme is your target divided by five, and so you mm. would need uh, much better than a fifty-seven. So you would need okay, I would need like seventeen or twelve or something. Yeah, I'm just gonna round up to yeah. So you would need around a sixteen or so. So you need to spend okay. something like forty-one luck if you wanted that to be successful. With that difficulty, uh. <laughs> Um, forty-one, huh? Yeah, that's what mm. that's what it looks like. I mean, I think you can. What? I think well, technically forty-two. Sorry, I just expanded. It's forty-two. Uh, so, as a good friend of mine would say, what's the worst that could happen? Sure, we'll find out. So Maybe yeah, I, I spent forty-two. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> you recognize that. these eyes, actually, Gillian. As it was you who spent the time talking to the person who ha you think might have had these eyes. Beautiful hazel eyes, actually. Uh, and you spoke to him at great length. In fact, in your room, there is a lovely statue that you purchased from them. And they invited you to a wonderful gathering of surrealists and told you all about occultism and the flea market and another place in which you could go and... Sadly, was the the vendor that you spoke to at the flea market looks very much like their eyes. You got lost in them, so it's easy to recognize them here. This is surrealist. The one who sold me in the statue. Oh, oh, that's sad. It is. I hope we find whoever did this. I hope we don't. I'd like to return the favor. Oh, this is, hmm. 
It's quite unsettling. Well, for better or worse, I will say trouble is going to find us. So we don't really need to go seeking it ourselves. That's true. What was the message that was on the skin flap again? The skinless, skinless one sees all. Well, I'm assuming hey. he wouldn't have any skin anymore. Well, I mean, but... I'm focusing less on the skinless part and the sees all part. Uh, it seems a little more appropriate. Well, this doll here is made of wood and not skin. The eyeballs are made of people. Yes. Well, but this means that not only are they after us, they are willing to murder and maim anyone that we come in contact with. That's correct. Profile. Just putting ourselves in danger. Mr. Page, this is the danger that we have found ourselves in, and you seemed eager to join. Is this still your desire? If Professor Smith needs my help, then I will do what I can. Very glad that you agreed. So I fear it would be too late for you to leave unscathed at this point. Is that a threat? It is not. No, it's not a threat for me. It came out <laughs> wrong, and I apologize for that. What I mean is that you have crossed our paths, and like the poor person whose eyeballs in this, if you were to go out on your own again, I would fear for you that something similar would happen just to send a message to us. He comes back mm. to the classic Kozel math. One, One is the loneliest two. and deadest number. It is always the deadest number. Uh, anyway, uh, upon this discovery, I say we make like a train and choose, choose, choose somewhere else to be. Hmm. Let's go. Should so. we all check our own rooms and ensure that we have not been left similar? Although I received a gift and Mr. Tidwell and Mr. Kozel, are you the only one that has not been unappreciatively gifted? I will tell you trip? that. If you check your rooms, this is this is the last of it. You've you've gotten everything. You're oh, thank goodness. Yeah, you go oh, through your nothing oh. else seems to have been doctored or toyed with or anything like that. All of you are a gift enough for me. This well, that is kind, and uh, we will. We may only have each other. It appears that the further we go in, the less friends we have. I hope that uh, we don't have much more innocent uh, people to suffer for our curiosities as I look back at the doll. Yes. Yeah. I was muted to the to the stream there. Packing up, leaving, uh, going, going, getting on the train. What are you so two questions then? Uh, both of them are honestly for, for Joseph. What are we doing? Or what are you doing with the puppet? And what are you doing with the arm? Well, if there's a large fire nearby, I would throw the puppet in it. That can be arranged. I think it's best to just keep the arm on us in person. Okay. 
Do you put it in like your suitcase? Do you put it yeah, in a separate is, bag? That kind of thing. Yeah. Or if there's okay. something like the equivalent of a sash or something that's more easily. Yeah. The, something you can sling over your shoulder and carry more easily oh, than a suitcase. Absolutely. Carry is, on, not stowed. This exactly. Arm, does it have a, a bend to it? Or is it a, a very straight? slight bend in the in the elbow? Very slight bend. And it in in the statue is like the arm is basically human size. It's it's pretty lifelike. In terms of uh, I, I, I take my rifle out of the case, out of its, you know, carry, and uh, stick the arm in there and keep this with you. I'll just sling the rifle over my shoulder, and on the way out of town, we'll just pick up a new one. A new rifle case, I yes. assume you mean. Yes. Okay. Okay. Do we have fireplaces in our rooms that we can burn the doll? Sure. You 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 burn the doll. You pack up your things. You say goodbye to your friendly local uh, French hotel manager masquerading or American masquerading as a Frenchman. Uh, and you depart. You spend the next few hours uh, in the afternoon doing some shopping, like Grigori said, getting some some more luggage, some things that you can better store. Uh, your your arm like the the set of car Armin, uh, and eventually, uh, unless there is specific business you want to do, eventually, you uh, you move you head on over to the station. Uh, I think you can actually see it on the map if I recall, uh, off to the southeast uh, a bit. It's a it's not too far from your hotel, but it does take a little bit of time to get there. Uh, it is actually en route to the to the asylum that you briefly visited before getting thrown out. Uh, you, you wait around for a bit, and eventually, you know, time you know time passes. You catch up, Mister Page, as best you can on the various details. And when you arrive at the station, uh, it is uh, despite the time of day, despite it being midnight, it is anything but dark or quiet here. It's actually. Uh, and actually, the place pulses with a bit of a, a bit of excitement uh, as this grand and beautiful Orient Express stands being prepared for departure. It's bathed in blue and gold, and it's kind of gleaming on the platform itself. You can see all this impeccably dressed staff, coats like all neatly buttoned, guiding passengers onto the train. You can see that there's actually a lively band uh, in the area that's actually filling the air with music as well. Uh, there's a chill, but with all the excitement, with the crowd, laughter, conversation, all that kind of stuff, uh, it's actually a fairly festive and warm uh, warm night. Uh, passengers like yourselves, you're stepping aboard, and you can see, and you, as you do step aboard, you can feel heat from the interior. Is it very much as a heated train? Opulence is, is omnipresent. You can see luxurious paneling. You can see plush berths. You can see scented cabins. As they, as you move down the the the, the hallways, uh, but you also notice that in addition to yourselves getting on the train, uh, you notice that there is a bit of a. You're not sure if this is this is how it always is, or if or if there's, you know, if this is just something how it always looks. But you realize that part of the fanfare seems to be because there is a bit of a celebrity uh, that is now moving in the direction. Uh, you can hear some voices from some of your fellow passengers, like mentioning her. It's a name you've actually heard before, Caterina Cavallaro. Uh, it's a, uh, a celebrated Italian soprano. And you can see that she's kind of moving through in this beautiful attire, almost as if she's come right off the stage and she's still in getup. 
She's waving at the crowd and she can see she's doing the classic, like standing right on the running board, waving, looking as the train kind of starts to, to move a little bit, uh, a little bit off the, um, off the platform itself. Um, she turns around, you can see she draws like a big old kiss to everybody. And then she kind of gets escorted and all of you are getting escorted here and there. You're getting berths. Every one of you has, as your own, you know, your own room or an adjoining, adjoining rooms here and there. And as you're being pushed and moved around, uh, you can see that perfect timing, in fact, as just the way everything kind of works out, you you realize that Pema, uh, she is actually being placed right in a compartment next to you. Uh, and there is, she has a significant entourage with her and you can tell that like she's wanting to stay around. The energy is still kind of very, 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 very flamboyant here. Uh, there's people who are coming at her, coming up to her in the train, trying to speak with her and talk with her. Um, and so, but like her people are just ushering her and pushing her in, pushing her in. This is all happening and no one's really paying attention whatsoever to any of you, to, to this, this kind of uh, group of people that are all, all make, taking your, uh, taking your steps. As you all begin to get into your rooms or at least going up to the doors, you can see that she bursts from... Uh, the room once more and she's like starts announcing like to the entire uh to the entire train whoever's left in the hall which would be you all which would be pema that she is far too excited to sleep and that she is like heading to the salon car and that you can see all these cheers as her entourage is freaking out but like all these people start following her and much like you know like a uh like the pied piper you see just a group of people just following her and following her has this huge crowd departs for the, the salon car finally leaving you some peace and quiet what do you all want to do well this is not how i expected leaving on a midnight train to be it's exciting I must, though i must oh. say if we were looking to uh not have eyes on us there could be no bigger distraction than a famous woman taking up quite a bit of attention. Completely agreed. Let's settle in and hunker down. And once everything's calm, Kellyan will send you over to get us some free drinks. Free drinks, eh? Yes. Well, what well, do you have? I'm feeling the last word tonight. What is that? It's a it's a drink from the 1930s, 1920s. Look at you. Historically cocktail. accurate. I'll just have a couple bottles of vodka. Pema just wants to sort of get just the lay of sort of where everyone is in mm -hmm. relation to each other. Like if we're You're all very much you're in the same car, you're in the same same hall, you're very near to one another. Uh, no issues. Okay, I just happen whatsoever. to be closest to her. Your your room and her room just happen to be adjoining. Yeah. Okay. Because that is the dice roll. That's what it said. All right. Well, of course, Killian, I refuse to let you go alone because we've already discussed the number one. So I would love to join you. Okay. I would not mind finding a seat somewhere. And one of the first things you would have noticed about Edgar, like even in the hotel and the train station, is as soon as he gets somewhere new, he looks for a chair to sit down in. Mm. Okay. So Joseph Tidwell, 
Killian Bingura, Edgar Page, you're going off to try to get some booze. From, is that what you're saying? You're going, you're going getting some booze. Okay, Grigori and Pema, what what are you two doing? Well, I have no big designs other than just relaxing and taking it in. Is there something you want to do? I'll gladly accompany. Ah, uh, I would perhaps take advantage of the fact that all of the uh, oh everyone's attention is that way and maybe we could uh, just explore the train a little bit in the other direction. I think that's a fine idea. Go for a stroll. So Pema, Grigori, you start venturing in the opposite direction. Joseph Tidwell, Killian, Edgar. I don't know why I keep saying your whole name. You start venturing in the direction (laughs) of the salon car. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll start with the three of you as, as when you get there, you can see that the place is relatively full for this time of night uh as you as you wander in um killian you're a you're a very attractive man is that is that correct Am I oh yeah he, yes yeah yeah and you can see that uh as you walk in uh to this uh to the salon car which is again everything opulence in all sorts of directions you can see that there's several uh several tablecloth uh, tables like kind of skirting the edges of the, of, of the, the car itself. There's a large uh, kind of serving area. You can see there's people coming and going uh, in terms of servers bringing drinks. Uh, and you can see that this this opera singer is just kind of holding court. And there's people that have gathered around. You can all feel the train lurch and start moving. Uh, and there's like a great, you know, moving faster and faster. And there's cheers each time. Like it kind of speeds up and speeds up. Uh, and then as you walk in, uh, her eyes kind of turn to you, Killian, and you can see that she does like eyes up and eyes down a bit and her, her, a huge smile, like this, this wry grin comes to her face. She looks behind you at who's accompanying you. <laughs> <laughs> she sees an old man and Edgar Page and her eye, one of her eyebrows, kind of goes up and she almost for a moment it looks like the grin begins to fade but then she sees mr tidwell and her eyes widen with just this a surprise uh just shock not necessarily horror but just how curious looking uh and you you kind of hear like that my friends my f- new friends come join us come come and she's like waving uh, at the three of you uh, and she's she's like, we come, yes, uh, we are celebrating. We have left wow. Paris. I am on route to Milan. And, I, and she's just kind of, you can tell she's already a little tipsy at the same time. Uh, but as she's, as she's kind of waving you all in. Uh, don't mind if I do. Um, and uh, I'll stop by the bar and I'll, um, you know, get some drinks for us and I'll even... Uh, order in aviation for the lady mm. okay uh you bring that over to her and she's she's pounding away on wine at this point you can see that she like they, they they have they have several bottles open here you can see that there are glasses that are being shared you can see people are cheering and toasting left and right uh and you can you can you can tell that there is a a very festive and good feeling mood meanwhile uh gregory and Pema. You said you're just sort of exploring uh, the, uh, the 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 actually the train itself. You're just kind of looking around. Is there, anything, per- is there anything you're in particular you're you're looking for as you do so? 
taking in the sights, making notes of egresses, shady characters. Would oh, definitely sure. be looking for the Turkish individuals that were following me. Any, okay. any um, eyeballs looking at us in particular? Any people without eyeballs and people without skin. Those would be happy to know. <laughs> or both. Uh, okay, you can, if you would like to make some rolls to try to see if you recognize any shady or suspicious people that are similar to what you've seen thus far, you're welcome to do so. Uh, obviously spot hidden could work, but I would also take something like psychology. If you're trying to read people and their conversations, there's the direction you're heading. It's more passenger berths. So it's very much laid out similar to the way yours was, which is, uh, all of the, all of the compartments are on one side and then there is a, a, a hall, like a hall or, or passageway on the other. Uh, and at this time of night, there's quite a few people that are are resting at this point, but there are still folks that are lingering here and there. Uh, but I would say spot hidden would be fine. I would say psychology would be okay. And uh, listen would probably be decent as well. Any of those things, if you wanted to give that a roll. 55 under 67 for spot hidden. Okay. 55 under 57. So it's a pass. Okay. All right. Oh, I, I don't see anything. I fail and... I got distracted by uh door opens oh, up. Did you try to go to the next car and Gregory misses the step and he falls <laughs> off the track? <laughs> Under the tracks. <laughs> I am the one-armed man now. Okay. Um Pema, you you're you say you're 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 specifically looking for like the men who were following you that you caught following you or anything like that. Is that what you were looking for? Or just anything outside of the ordinary? Um, I mean, I want to say both. I'm looking okay. for anything that looks out of the ordinary, but specifically I'm definitely looking to see if the people that were following me have followed us here. Okay. Um, you all, so you, you basically travel all the way down the, the train to the, uh, uh, several cars, several cars, and you're moving along the way. You've met a few folks. You see people who are either getting a smoke out in their, you know, not necessarily in their, in their cabins, but kind of out in the hall or they've, uh, are coming back from the salon car, or you can see several people are complaining, uh, to members of the, of the staff about the, the loudness is even a few cars down. You can kind of hear sometimes the revelry, uh, from the other end. Uh, and on your return, as you start working back towards your burst, as you make it all the way down and back, there's no real issues that you've noticed before. There is a, an older woman, um, heavy set. You can see that she is, uh, a little bit, she's a little bit out of, out of sorts. Um, you can tell that she is kind of in, not in her full getup. She's kind of in nightwear and she is panicked. And she, you, you almost stumble right into her as the door opens up between, uh, between these compartments. Uh, and you can see that she nearly just knocks you right over Grigori. Like it, it very much almost happens the way I jokingly described it. You nearly just get knocked, uh, knocked off. What? Um, but she seems to be in great, uh, distress. So she's running by in distress. Yeah. Yeah. Who's chasing her? No one's chasing her. You look back and you, you see no one chasing her. The two of you kind of climb up off the ground a bit. And she's like, oh my goodness, I cannot find my fufu. Have you seen my fufu? I have not. First question is fufu a dog, a cat? This no, a hopefully dog? not a child. 
No, and she's a little older. You would probably peg her in her fifties or sixties. But she says, she says, no, my my poofufu, and she's like holding up her her arms, and she's trying to show you with her hands the shape of what appears, what you think you interpret as a very uh, a very small, uh, very uh, very fluffy dog that she seems to have lost. Well. I will hunt that dog down for you. Uh, what he means is that we will attempt to locate uh, the dog. Uh, what is the coloring of your dog? Oh, it's pristine white like snow. It's so pretty. I bathe him three times a week to ensure it. And she oh, likes too much. You, you, you strip will... the oils. Uh, the oils. There is no oil in my fufu. It is beautiful. It is not crude. Ah, and she's like, but you will find him, yes? You will be my hero? And she kind of grabs you by the collar and pulls you in very, uh, very forward in that manner. You can smell the breath. She has also probably taken a sherry or two tonight, uh, you think? Uh, when did you last see um, Fufu? <laughs> he was with me when I poured it. We went into our into our compartment. I was getting ready for uh, for sleep, and I I don't think I left the door open for more than I don't think at all. And uh, it is just he is just gone. He is gone. Hey, question: uh, When it's time to feed Fufu, uh, what what is it that you say to him to to, to signal uh, dine you majestic ball of fluff? I said, ding, 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 it is dinner time. The bell is ringing. Ding, 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 it's better. Dinner time, the bell is ringing. I've got it. Dinner time is ringing. ringing. Ding, 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 ding. Up there. Technically, I I ring the bell, but I don't have the bell. I I think we've got the octave. It's the ding, ding, ding. I think we can, I think we can replicate this. Yes. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much. Uh, you are very good. I will tell your supervisor that you have done a fabulous job. And she turns around and starts walking back to her cabin. I do believe she thinks that we are employees. I think so. Um, Perhaps she might tip us. I was thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> If not, we throw the dog out the window. I'm joking. I'm joking. I would never do that to a poor defenseless animal, despite how terrible their owner is. We'll cut back at this point to uh, mm. to the salon car as uh, as you have been here for a little bit of time. There's been some singing. People have like you've you've seen that uh, she's like this woman again. She's clearly the center of attention, uh, and she has been trying to teach various you know various songs. She's been talking a lot um, about about the opera itself, and at a certain point, she just stands up for a moment. And she, she's like, no one leave. No one is allowed to leave. I shall return. One moment. And then she like just marches out. And while, while she's gone, um, like you can see like there's, there's sort of chatter. People are talking about like her upcoming show. They're talking about uh, how, like where she's going like, to Teatro alla Scala is like where she's apparently going next. Uh, and they're talking a little bit about 
like her, her, like their specific performances and how they just saw her at, at the, you know, at the, at the, at the Paris Opera and all this, like everyone's just sort of completely fangirling and fanboying over her. And uh, if I can I, interrupt yeah, uh, at that, at that moment, Killian's going to try and be discreet, but see if he can catch her alone for a bit. Okay. Uh, so you, are you going to try to like follow her, uh, back mm-hmm. to her, 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 her Gavin? Okay. Uh, sure. Um, do so roll a stealth test. Uh, as you are, are trying to follow her when she has an entourage, a very clear entourage. Oh, and the entourage is with her. Uh, you can tell that they are eyeing her carefully, that they're keeping an eye. There are a few people in her group that have not been, that have not been like partaking in it. So they're kind of keeping an eye out for her, but you can certainly try. Okay. I mean, you can, you can certainly give it a try. <laughs> Let's give it a try. Commit, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I did it. Uh, 24. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You do manage to slip out. Uh, perhaps distraction occurs. Someone spills a drink. Someone calls. Uh, for more champagne, whatever it might be, but she managed to slip out. You don't slip out with that role. You're not quite able to catch her before she goes back into her cabin, but you are there in the hall in the passage right outside her, her birth and right next to where, where Pema is when she, ref- when she comes back out and you can see that she is dressed in this beautiful silver gown. She's actually changed. You can see she's also like hastily like redone her makeup These heavily darkened with mascara. And you can say that she is now wearing this long chain about her neck with like an onk symbol that's just that's just very suggestively landing uh below her breasts and and she sees you and almost with a start uh she's at first kind of kind of shocked to see you but then oh well are you here to escort me back to the salon uh and then killian's gonna totally play into that like the accidental oh i just happened to be here at this time and um you know, like a uh, romantic comedy sort of like setup situation, just just feeding to that. And he says, well, yes, of course, <laughs> didn't know it until now. But yes, I, that's precisely what I'm here for. And she very forwardly just r- reaches her arm underneath yours. And she's like, well, my knight, lead on. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. And then as you try to, she takes the lead and is is effectively kind of dragging you. She is on so much energy right now. It's unreal. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But when she when she comes back into the parlor, like all of you, you see that she is like kind of dressed up and she she says, quiet, quiet, everybody. And she's doing it not like in an angry way, but like pay attention to me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. Kind of way. I'm going to sing for you a song, a very... Beautiful one. The opera is a is a very magical place for me. I know all of you are very uh, very large fans, of course, of me of the opera, but I have always found the opera to be a a beautiful place. When I was a young girl, and I went to my first opera, I was perhaps five years old. And I became transfixed. My grandmother told me that if I sang along with the aria, that 
And I kept in mind whatever my fondest wish, that it would come true. Now, I must admit to you that when I first arrived at the opera, I had in my mind that I wanted a pony. But as I heard the music, as I heard the song, I realized, I realized I did not want a pony. Well, I did still want a pony, but that was not my foremost wish. My foremost wish was that I wanted to be a singer more, even more than I wanted the pony. And she starts kind of laughing a bit. And so for me, the first time I went there, it, it changed my life. And every night when we sing for an audience, I am changing lives. And so for tonight, I shall change your lives. And she starts to explain what she's going to sing for you. And she's like, she's like, I'm going to sing from you performing three nights from now, and all of you will be invited. Every one of you. Tickets, I will make sure you are, you have a, have a place for it. Retorno Vincento. And like, she starts going on and on about this, this specific opera, like, um, it's, it's, uh, Aida. Some of you might actually know what it is. Uh, and she kind of gives you like a summary of what it is about this divided loyalty between a man she loves and her father, this and that. And then she starts to sing. And everyone gets really, really quiet. And there was a couple murmurs, but they're quickly shoved. You know, everyone kind of elbows them or shushes them. And the aria is like incredibly clear and rich. And the tone and the words just sort of hover throughout the air. Like it's like two o'clock in the morning on the Orient Express. This is your first times on it, perhaps. And you can you can almost feel it kind of stirring a bit like in your, in your chest, maybe it's the drink, maybe it's the long day, maybe it's the stress, whatever it is. But especially for, for, for the three of you who have had such a stressful time of late that you almost feel yourselves relax for a bit. Like, like there is a moment of exhale. Pema, Gregory, you are not there, but the song almost seems to magically just kind of echo down, like despite the, the sounds of the, of the train itself. All of you can go ahead and roll a D4, and you can recover that much sand. Ooh. Ooh. Roll the one. Well, you've oh, only lost three. like one. Yeah, I'm back to where I started. Very nice. Mm -hmm. After she's done, she takes a very large bow. Everyone kind of claps. She applauds. And she begins, to, she gets up and she says, that, that is it. I am finished for this evening. But continue, please, without me, the party can still go on. And then she like, as she's, as she's coming out, she stops by you, Killian, and she looks at you uh, and she says, oh, such a beautiful boy. If I were not already promised, I might take you with me. But sadly for us both, I am a very honest lady. But it's not that I will not leave you without a gift. Mm. In three nights' time, and she, she like very, very carefully, in three nights' time, if you are still on the train, I shall be in the Teatro Alaska, Scala, and I will set aside for you. I will set aside for you tickets so that you might come and experience the opera in its fullest. Mm. And notice that. Have you booked rooms? Have you, have you a place to stay? Yes. Your people so very fun. The man who looks like fish. 
The man who always just sits with the grumpy old man face. Look at him. He's the perfect old man. He's such a perfect visage. Yes, just met him tonight, but uh, oh. uh, spontaneity gave in. So. Well, I will see you in three days. We will speak again in the morning. We will break fast together, yes? Mm. Yes, it sounds lovely. And, of course, I would not want to dishonor any promises, but, uh, yes, um, I should still enjoy your company, nevertheless. <laughs> that is all for this eve. Tomorrow, perhaps. And then she just like runs a finger across your cheek. Adamani. And then out she goes, kind of leaving the salon car at that point. Those of you in the salon car, like over the next, like once she leaves, like it, the party dies out pretty quickly at that point and people start <laughs> kind of splitting up. Like some people try to talk and drink here and there, but like it definitely seems like everyone is kind of starting to quiet down. Um, do you all want to do anything in the salon car? Is there anything in particular you're looking, you wanted to do? Well, one thing that comes to mind, this is clearly a situation where all eyes should have been on her, but if there was a chance, would have been a good time to scan the room and search for the eyes of people who weren't paying attention to her. Oh, very nice. Uh, you can roll spot hidden. Uh, you can roll psychology. I think either of those two would probably fit in this situation. I'll try maybe psychology more than... I'm not I'm not as good at it, but sure. Oh, OK. Um, there definitely was a you notice that there was a man. Um, very slender build, very, very, very slender. Um, sitting in the corner, he was almost obscure. He was very easily obscured, in fact, because of his his kind of slight, uh, slight figure. Uh, but he, of all the people within this car, uh, very much did not seem to enjoy, or at least did not seem to, uh, to be as excited, uh, about this, the, the events tonight. And although he didn't necessarily cause any trouble, he just had a dark look over the time. Like he just didn't focus in on her or you or anyone in particular, but he definitely seemed to, to have a kind of a foul look on his face. I'll make sure to share a general description of him with my compatriots. Sure. Uh, Edgar, or uh, was there anything you were looking to do while you were in here? Would I have been able to find a moment to talk to Tidwell while Killian was uh, off escorting? I don't see why not. That's all right with, with Tidwell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Roll like that. <laughs> Mr. Tidwell. I, I'm afraid I must press you about Professor Smith. You said his condition was not well. What happened? We don't know exactly who set the fire. I assume it's the same people that have sent us these terrible gifts. It was Beddoes who pulled him out of the fire. He himself was also burned. But your dear friend, our friend, although perhaps Beddoes is the one I know better, um... It was not a pleasant sight. Did he appear... Did it seem treatable? He was stable when we saw him, but I've seen men burned in the trenches. Um, all it takes is an infection going the wrong way, and you don't know. And I 
that's terrible of me to say, but it's also the truth. So uh, when I said earlier, the possibility of a last request, I wasn't trying to be unkind. I'm sorry. No, I prefer the honesty. You have my thanks. And I would let it rest there. Understood. Okay. So after that conversation, as the salon car is dying out, is there anything that you all would do? It's very, very late. You've been up for a very long time. You've already traveled once from outside of Perry to Paris itself, then now onto the Orient Express. Is there anything that you all would be doing, or at this point, would you retire to your to your compartments? Yes. Rest. I would finally retire with the drinks that Grigori had sure. asked for a long time ago. <laughs> uh, Grigori and Pema, you've been searching for a dog. Um I don't know if you saw, but I already found the white fluffy dog. Did you? <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw I saw Steven's Lion King meme. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Chuck, found, the Chuck found the dog. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So you found the dog in real life, but you didn't actually find a dog yet uh, on the train. You have not actually been able to, to spot a dog yet. Uh, I mean, as a hunter, I feel this is right up my alley, so I'll gladly lean into some of my skills to hunt this small, fluffy sure. creature. I, I also think we should we should be able to have some type of snack food on us that we can, you know, ding, 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 and also have some, that is you good. know, something smelly. Okay, roll a track test. You've got it. That's what I hope, uh, hoped you would say. I mean, you can roll one too. I know you, you, you have, what, I think, 30%. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm sure not as good as Mr. Kozel. Tracking skill is 50%, and I rolled a three. Very nice. Very nice. What about you, Pema? Okay. Uh, no, I needed a 30, and I got a 53. Gregory, you do find, actually, uh, in, uh, in a compartment, or excuse me, I should say, in a, a train car adjacent to the one that you encountered the woman, a very small tuft of white fur on the ground. Very small tuft of white fur. And you also notice that there was a uh, kind of an open, a slightly ajar doorway or entryway into one of these uh, one of these cabins. It appears to be slightly open, but it, like the tuft is like right out front of it. Like a very tiny, very almost imperceptible. If not for your very good success, you probably wouldn't have even seen it. There it is. What are you looking at? It's there. You see the little fluff sticking right on out? No, I do not. Uh, it's fine. Let's a little bit of food in our hand. And ding, 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 ding. Dinner time. You shout that out. You say ding, ding, ding. Dinner time. There is no response. I tackled it. You tackled the tuft of hair? Oh, it's just a tuft of hair. I misheard you. I thought it was like it's very small. It's just like a little piece of it. I misunderstood you. I would have been very worried. There's a little. Still say you tackle it? (laughs) (laughs) I've had a lot to drink tonight. Uh, Even before (laughs) Killian brings me the rest of the drinks, I misheard you. I thought it was a tuft of hair sticking out. Oh, it's a clue. Either way, I will. It is a clue. Clueify it and figure out where it went. There is a open compartment or a slightly cracked open compartment door near a cabin door next to you. 
next to where you find this. I could begin. Like I believe there's a duft of hair and it leads to this open compartment. You... And you did just fairly loudly say ding, 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 ding. Indeed. It is. I did. It is accurate. So you open the compartment and you see it is empty. It, empty of people, empty of luggage. You also notice one curious thing about it. One thing I would say that both of you are, I think, intelligent enough to piece together. Characters, that is. Uh, that the, uh, sorry, that was so mean, uh, that the, the room has not been set up for overnight stay. So you would know that at a certain point, if you're staying overnight in these cabins, like the staff come by and they like change the layout of the room so that people can sleep. But then during the day, during day travel, it, it, it looks differently. It looks like it's set up for day travel, which would lead you to believe that no one was actually in this particular cabin. Otherwise, it wouldn't appear like this. Um, the other thing you notice as you're in here is that the the window is open and cold air is rushing in. Oh, no. Any signs it? of hair tufts on the window seal? Purple spot hidden this time. Uh, you've got it. And Pema, you can do the same thing if you like as well. It's a failure. Okay. Uh, that is a success. Pema, is a you... 30 something under 67. Pema, you do find uh, two things. You find uh, a small uh, a small tuft of hair like on the seat underneath that window. Uh, and it looks as though there's also a small tuft in like the window itself, like at where it slid open. Um, the distance between the seat and the window is probably, is probably small enough where a small dog could probably be on its hind legs and kind of standing up against it. Conceivably, it might have accidentally stumbled out the Don't window. Dear. Mr. Kozel, today has not been a good day. It is not. I tackle the tuft of hair on the seat. But there okay. is another tuft of hair here. Well, I... I mean, it is... If the dog is as small as she's describing, that would be quite a leap for it. Pema will... very carefully poke her head. We haven't started moving, correct? Oh, you, you've been moving. You're moving at almost full pace now at this point. <laughs> Roll a luck test, Pema. As you Sister stick your head out there. Carefully. Window. I know you still. Carefully. See if you get Dennis Hopper. Nobody. Nobody watches speed. Whatever. <laughs> I, want. Uh, I was I was thinking hereditary. Oh, it's where I was going. Yeah. This. Yeah. 19 under 61. Nice. You stick your head out. Does not get that does not make contact with a pole uh, or Much any other physical device. It is very very dark and extremely freezing, and your face is getting you know bits of bits of ice and snow kind of kicked up into it as it's swirling around. Well, Mister Kozel, do we think that uh, Fufu independently found this window? I honestly, I don't believe the dog went out the window. I believe it's a jump and without anything 
motivating it to leap out. I mean, it's not like with the speed we're going, it's not like a good spot to deer or a cat or something like that out on the ground. More than likely, it did the thing the dogs do and stood up on its hind legs and stuck its head out to enjoy the breeze for a bit. Is that... Trying to think about transportation in 1923. <laughs> Dogs sticking their head outside of uh They did it on horses all the time, just right out their little horsey windows. <laughs> yeah. So so do we go tell the woman that we have found said tufts of hair, or do we continue looking for her dog? Well, I mean, I don't know how much energy I do want to put into it. I mean, theoretically, the dog is on the train. Train is relatively safe. Uh, as long as it doesn't slip between carts, uh, cars as it someone moves here or there. Uh, that and I just really don't want to hear her scream at us that her dog is missing. Ideally, the dog will appear and it can be rectified then. Is there anything else in this room that is... Nope. No, it's it's okay. it's literally other than that, it's in pristine condition. It's like set up as if it hasn't been used for, for today. I guess the other question is, is if I was looking for a small fluffy dog trapped in a train like this, uh, I would look for families with small children because what are those children going to do? They're going to find a very cute animal and say, can we keep it? And they're going to feed it and bring it home. Oh. And quite honestly, I mean, if the dog finds a loving family with children to play with, it's the question of is it better off here or there? So I wonder what fun the other three were up to while we were chasing Fufu. Hopefully getting my drinks. After this, I think either... I'm going to go with your version of events and not in my mind what that poor animal might have gone through going out the window. Drinks it is. Very well. All right. So the two of you return... Your cabins having uh, not located Fufu, you avoid updating the woman. Uh, we'll say that just for the sake of moving things along, you all meet each other roughly the same time. Killian has your drinks. Uh, it is very quiet at this point. Everyone's it's it's very late at night. Uh, likely a good sleep, and in the morning you'll be at your destination. Uh, would. I'm assuming is everyone just going to sleep now or is any anyone have any other business? Too bad. Okay. All of you, you lay your heads down. The slow thrumming of the, the train and it's kind of perfect uniformity. The alcohol that some of you have been uh, downing in some quantity and just the fact that many of you have been awake for a significantly long time and it's been an extraordinarily long day filled with many, uh, many terrible things that as you lay your heads down, you, with some of you with the, the sound of the of, of Cavallaro's aria still kind of ringing in your ears, you fall asleep extraordinarily quickly. When you awaken, it is actually... 
not in the opulent compartment where your eyes closed. Like you, you open your eyes, you look around, and you do not see the berth that you fell asleep in, nor do you actually find yourself lying down. Instead, you are standing upright, and I would imagine all of you are somewhat bewildered in uh, how you arrived at the state. Around you, there is a, a dense golden mist that seems to be enveloping you and your surroundings, and you can hear echoes of footsteps, both your own and others. You look down, and you can see that there are weathered cobblestones that you are moving across your feet. Like It's like you're waking up, literally, in the process of taking steps. And behind those footsteps... You can also hear the sound of a, a fairly lively river. Uh, you don't hear it. any sound of like the train beneath your head. Uh, and as the mist starts to dissipate a bit, you start to see other figures. Joseph, you can see Grigori. Grigori, you can see Pema, Pema, Killian, Killian. You can see Mr. Page. All of you seem to be moving about within... A city of some of some sort. You can see that ahead of you there is an archaic bridge, moss-covered stone starting to come into view. And as you take a few steps, you notice that the streets are teeming, utterly teeming with cats. Their eyes are all fixed upon you. Up ahead, you can see that there's an elevated platform that's adorned with ornate Ottoman ivory that's arching, its arches kind of looming over at the edge of whatever town you're in. There's this warm hue that's starting to show uh, as the setting sun is, is kind of drifting downwards, and the glow itself is like this amber light. And you can see beyond that, as the mist continues to separate, there's these verdant green fields, these quaint cottages. You can see the sunset is just absolutely glorious. You hear voices beckoning from the platform ahead, and they're very urgent. They're like, hurry, the train is approaching. And around you, that throng of, of feline companions suddenly prick up their ears, and they start dashing towards that platform with these graceful leaps. All of you go ahead and make a dexterity test. Okay. Needed a 40, got a 97. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to spend 57 luck? Uh, no, that would wipe you. How'd you do checks? Say it again. I passed. Uh, score was a 70. I rolled a 45. Perfect. Who else failed? Got a thumbs so up from Joseph. Double lollies. Which is oh, God, you rolled a critical one. fail? Yeah, that's 100. That's yeah. 100. That is a critical mm -hmm. fail. Oh, Let me just go no. ahead and write that oh. down. Ripperoni. Me and Delta Green. Crit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's fine. How did Killian do? Uh, Killian failed the first and then spent four luck. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so Edgar and Pema, you both fail. As these... This throng of cats starts racing towards this platform uh, where you can see there's a couple humans standing up there uh, appearing to wait for something. 
you, you're taking these steps. You're still bewildered. All of you have sort of come together like with, with equal confusion. Pema and Edgar, you trip and step on some of these cats. Edgar, you hear <laughs> as you apparently step on the tail of one of these cats moving past you. It turns and kind of stares at you. You can see it lowers its eyes. It makes this sort of strange sounds. And then turns uh, in a manner which you would only describe as utter rude indignation. Uh, and it trumps off away from you. Pema, something very similar but far worse happens. As you're turning around, getting dizzy, you take a step. Not only do you hear but you hear a crack and you feel underneath your foot a small snap and as you look down that you see that there is a a small cat beneath you now these cats are of all kinds you can see tabbies black cats everything and you have stepped on the leg of one of these cats and you have sadly broken that leg as it screams out in pain. There is a whole throng of cats around, a, a clouder, one might say, that is starting to surround you, almost like you have like a gang that's surrounding you and they're all making sounds as your foot remains on this poor cat's leg. Don't pick my foot up. Sorry, sorry. You can see that they all sort of stare at you. This poor cat gets up, stumbles, gets up, stumbles, whimpering each time. A couple of the other cats come over and help balance the cat. Like they kind of like flank either side of it and you see all of them start to move. Those that linger start to circle you. And when they stare up at you, Pema, you swear they're like, violence is behind those eyes. But then you hear like the train! It's it's almost here! And then they kind of, at that point, they are no longer interested in you and they start bounding in the direction of the train. Anybody? Well, actually, no. I don't have to say anybody. All of you have no idea where you're at. With the exception of one of you. Killian, it comes to you like a moment of deja vu. As you look around, you have been here before. You recognize the shapes of the buildings. You recognize the preponderance of cats. And you finally know exactly where you're at. Somehow, some way, the five of you have found your way into the dreamlands to the town of Ulthar, a town that is heavily populated by cats. And that's where we're going to end for tonight. And we will pick up there next time around. No. It's Killian in our, our pre, you know, when we did our character creation, you've been oh. to the dreamlands. Oh. You guys are going to get new oh, skills, too. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no memory of this place. Comes back to you. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Oh, we, uh, no. You guys got on the train and immediately oh, got I off. I did. 
immediately cut off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks with more of this as we'll see what happens as uh, Pema has tried to murder a cat. Edgar has tried to harm a cat no. significantly. Both partially succeeded in their tasks and you're in a town that reveres cats as Killian will realize realizes at this moment. And we'll see how that you have uh, to ask, hmm? does this cat look anything like Pema's cat? Felix, that is, that's what's so, that's what's so terrible is that like the look of betrayal that you of all people would harm these cats is just like Mm. unreal, unreal. They look like, it looks like betrayal on their faces. Like how no. could you? Dear. How could you? That that mm-hmm. weird mm-hmm. Russian big game hunter. We would expect it from him, not from you. <laughs> not from me. Yeah. Anyhow, that's it for tonight. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, welcome to the party, there, Stephen. Uh, hope you. Thank uh, you very much. I'm glad yeah, to be man. here. Appreciate you Yay. hopping in. Very nice. Why don't we do welcome some clothes and plugs? Roll sand. It's perfect. Yeah. So some closing plugs, and then we'll get on in here. So, uh, so Jeremy, we'll start with you. Tell us about this Patreon. Sure, Aaron, it's on Patreon. Comics, maps, tokens, other fun stuff. Check it out. Fantastic. If you are watching this on Twitch right now, I'm dropping the links in the chat. If you're watching this later on YouTube, check the show notes. You'll see links to all the stuff that's about to be referenced. Uh, Chuck, what about DOK? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Wednesday, we are playing Night Below using Dungeon Crawl Classics. Friday, I think think we're back to universe ball anthology for part five of our one shot uh and then i don't know what's happening saturday saturday might be offline game i think that's yeah i think it is that yeah. sounds it right is. Yeah, yeah it's the offline one yep cool that's what we got okay cool 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 uh adam tell us about grim perils well, yeah, if you stop by the website, groomandperilous.com, sign up for the email list, um, you will get announcements for when we release new products. And in fact, I have just taken a look at the finished art for our runic supplement that we have coming out for Zweihander RPG. Um, looks pretty good. And it's a new artist we're using. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit of a different take on um, Groom and Perilous. Uh, fantasy but um the other thing i've heard is that um the art for beyond the fire volume three should be done soon and so be keeping an eye out for that Uh, if you want to see previews of it and support the studio sign up for our patreon at patreon.com slash german perilous and um you would be able to see those things soon as well as get discounts on any products we release. Uh, side GMP notes, uh, check out our YouTube every other Tuesday. No, every Tuesday. Every Tuesday uh, yes. And you can watch the Forbidden Lands game where uh, Steven doesn't talk and Jeff communicates for him. That's yeah, so weird. It's honestly yeah. better for everyone. I think so. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot of work, though. I got to like pay attention to myself, and I have to pay attention to Steven because he sends me notes in Discord sometimes, and I'm just like, I don't want to read this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. As for us here, uh, tomorrow night, Steven, what do we got going on? Yeah, we are playing Forbidden Lands, uh, Beneath Ash and Snow. Uh, we had a quite dramatic episode uh, where we left off last time. 
So if you're not caught up, go watch that one on YouTube uh, and then join us tomorrow uh, as we're going to resolve some emotional baggage, I believe. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Let's see what else we got this week. We're actually going to start up a a new little bit of game. Uh, We used to Jeremy and I used to play on on Garbly with Matt. But Matt, like we said earlier, is kind of taking a step away. So we're going to get some of the band back together for that. And we're going to try to run some die fantasy heartbreaker. Uh, so if you're familiar with Heart, Inspire, same crew, uh, Rowan, Rook, and Descartes. Uh, so we're going to give that a try on Thursday right here. Friday, uh, Aaron's going to hop on the channel and he's going to be running some Conan, Hyborian Tales, as per usual. Uh, Saturday, we're going to be doing our One Ring game. Uh, next Monday, we'll be back to Holler as we're getting very, very close. While I don't think it's likely that it's the last episode of Holler, I think it's fairly likely it's the penultimate episode of, of Holler. I do think two is a good number, probably, uh, to bet on. So we're getting very close to the end of Holler. Uh, and also, we just started up a Delta Green campaign, brand new, and we're very excited about it. Drop the episode on YouTube today and on the Adventures in Lolly gagging podcast feed if you want to go take a look at that as uh, we started up brand new so get in there fresh uh but thank you to everyone going out tonight thank you to all of you who were uh throwing out bits earlier on i saw almost got a hype train and thank you players for playing steven for joining and uh we're gonna rate we're gonna rate somebody i was gonna rate 20 sides to every story because uh jeremy you know what game they're playing what are they playing worldwide wrestling remember that yeah, I do. <laughs> We're gonna give him a with flag, you bastard. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. You it was deserving. Deserving. I did. I deserved it. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night. Follow the raid, and we'll see y'all later. Bye bye. <laughs>